Welcome to the Reading for Success podcast brought to you by the Success League. This podcast focuses on books, articles, and other resources for customer success, provides an overview of each, and gives you an honest assessment of whether or not it's worth your time. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, my name is Kristen Hare, and I'm the host of Reading for Success. I'm also the CEO of the Success League, a boutique customer success consulting and training firm based in San Francisco. Today, I'm continuing my review of Onboarding Matters by Donna Weber. This week, I'll be covering chapters three through nine. And don't worry, these are short chapters. I wanted to group them together because they form the orchestrated onboarding framework that is at the heart of Donna's book. So what is this section about? Part two of the book is called The Six Stages of Orchestrated Onboarding. Chapter three is an introduction, and it's called the Orchestrated Onboarding Framework, and it provides an overview of the next six chapters. And then chapter four is Embark. This chapter covers ways that the sales organization can set things up for success during onboarding. Chapter five is called Handoff and covers the internal and external handoffs that Weber believes should occur before the project kickoff. Chapter six is kickoff. This is pretty basic. It's about how to conduct an effective kickoff meeting. Chapter seven is called adopt, and it gets into the how to weave training and change management through the onboarding process in order to drive better product adoption. Chapter eight is review, and it gets into how to leverage the initial and subsequent business reviews to drive alignment. And chapter nine is expand. And this chapter talks about how expansion of the product or footprint or user base may demand revisiting the onboarding cycle again. I know it sounds like a lot, but we're really only talking about 50 pages here. So if you're reading along, don't get intimidated by this list of chapters. So what were my key takeaways this week? I really like that the first stage of onboarding in Donna's model, which is called Embark, is really all about expectation setting during the sales process. This is an area that I think is very neglected by sales teams. And I I understand why. As they get closer and closer to the end of the sales cycle, the excitement and the pace of selling increases. And it's very easy to skip steps that aren't essential to getting the deal across the finish line. This chapter is really for both CS and sales leaders who would need to coordinate closely in order to pull off the suggestions in this chapter. So should it be happening? Absolutely. Will it happen in every organization? Nope, and I'm gonna talk about that more in a minute. In each of the chapters having to do with meetings, those are the handoff, kickoff, and review chapters, Weber does a great job of outlining pre-work, post-work, and the agenda of each of the meetings. Her format makes it really easy to understand how to tackle the meetings. And if you don't already have these steps as a part of your customer journey, she's made it really simple for you. If you do, you may find some ideas that will help you improve what you're doing today. In the handoff chapter, there's a quote I really like on page 49, and it's this. The customer handoff is especially important when your company works with accounts where the people who buy your products are not the ones using it. Unquote. That is so true. In my experience, that's like 75 to 80% of customers. And I do agree that a strong handoff can help prevent a lot of issues downstream. It kicks off the buyer relationship with the CSM. It keeps that relationship from disappearing during onboarding. 
and it provides a point of escalation for the project teams if things start to go south. The section on change management that's in the chapter called Adopt is also a great addition. I think that too often we forget that it isn't just the technical aspects of onboarding that we have to worry about. We also have to get users to change how they're doing things today, which is often a much bigger hurdle than any technical challenges that could possibly come up during onboarding. There are entire books dedicated to change management, so Donna didn't go all that deep on the topic, but the fact that she calls it out is notable. You can go back and listen to my other episodes on the book called Change Management if you want to dig deeper into that topic. There were a couple of things I disagreed with in this section of the book. Overall, I really like the orchestrated onboarding framework. However, the chapter called Embark describes a very lovely success plan that Weber argues the sales team should work on with the customer during the later stages of the sales process. Having led both sales and CS teams, I would argue that it is generally going to be unrealistic to expect a sales organization to complete a success plan ahead of a deal close. And I would also argue that it isn't their job. The focus of a new sales rep is to uncover enough customer need to drive a good deal through to close. Speed is a fundamental aspect of selling, as that is essential to cash flow in any organization. While consultative sales reps should identify the value that a customer wants to receive from a solution and should also pass that information along to customer success in an organized and consistent way, they are never going to have the time to go as deep as a CSM. Additionally, working with the buyer on a success plan is a wonderful way for the CSM to start building that strategic relationship and understanding that customer at a business level. I would argue that except in very large, very enterprise deals, the bar should be lower for the sales team in terms of the information that needs to be gathered and handed off to CS. And it certainly should not be a fully baked success plan. This leads me to my other dispute with this framework. It really does assume a high-touch approach. There are many CS programs where fully implementing the orchestrated onboarding framework, as it is described in this book, would blow up the CS budget to the point of being unsustainable. I'm not all the way through the book yet, and at a glance, it looks like there may be some chapters later in the book that get into ways to tailor this program. That said, CS leaders with early stage solutions or lower price points will need to look at this framework with a critical eye and think of ways to scale it down for their program and their budget. So overall, is it worth reading? Absolutely. I think this framework section of the book is worth reading for CS leaders, CSMs, and CS operations professionals. As I just said, if you're a CS leader, you'll need to think critically about how this fits with your program. But as an ideal, Weber paints a great vision for what onboarding can be. If you're a CSM, this section will provide practical approaches to touchpoints like kickoffs and business reviews. And CS operations professionals can use this framework as a template for thinking about all of the different aspects of onboarding that they may need to address with tooling, processes, and internal training. Next episode, I'll be reviewing chapters 10 through 12, which cover design thinking, customer value, and measuring impact. I'm excited to see what Donna has to say. If you're reading along, you can find this book on Amazon in a variety of formats. 
I like to take my notes in the margins, so I lean toward paper books, but it's also available for e-readers. If you're a regular listener, please take a couple of minutes to subscribe, share Reading for Success with other customer success professionals, and rate the podcast. If you have questions or ideas for the podcast, I would love to hear from you. I can be reached at Kristen at thesuccessleague.io. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join Reading for Success next time. 